you should always find a way to make sure that your data checks out because otherwise you can have sort of a false security. This episode of Data Stories is sponsored by FreshBooks, the small business accounting software that makes your accounting tasks easy, fast, and secure. FreshBooks is offering a month of free and restricted use to all of our listeners. To claim your free month of FreshBooks, go to freshbooks.com slash datastories, where you can sign up for free and without the use of a credit card. Remember to enter Data Stories in the section titled I heard about FreshBooks from at sign up. Once again, the URL to claim your free month is freshbooks.com slash datastories. It's a new data stories. Hi, Enrico. Hey, Moritz. How are you doing? Yeah. What's up? Not much. Not much. Not much. Cruising along here. Yeah. 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 So today we have another project episode. These are the short and uh, on point ones. And uh, we came across a really fascinating project that shows all the Olympic gold medal winners ever in one yeah. uh, image and it's a fascinating piece and so we wanted to get uh, Nadi Bremer on the show um, who made it. Hi Nadi. Hi Nadi. Hi. Hi, great to have you on. Yeah, great to be here. So uh, Nadi, can you introduce yourself a bit? Where do you come from? What do you do? Uh, and how did you end up making this piece? Sure. So I am from the Netherlands. I currently work in Amsterdam. And about five years ago, I graduated as an astronomer, uh, but didn't uh, want to do a PhD. So I ended up being a data scientist uh, and I was working on different projects and well, we have clients, so we have to visualize the end results. And, and, and gradually over the years, I found myself um, have more interested in, uh, in visualizing the results than doing the analysis itself. <laughs> so at, <laughs> at some point, I just, uh, it's just, uh, it just flipped and then I, then I became, I, I want to really want to focus on data visualization. So now I work at uh, Agen where I do data visualization full time. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah. 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 That's a great like yeah. background to, to come from astronomy and, and then uh, <laughs> specialize in data visualization. But I think it totally makes sense. So that's, that's great. Yeah, for me too, but still people ask me questions like, how did you end up here then? Okay. It makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So the project, uh, I think it's a side project of yours and mm -hmm. it, I'll try to describe it briefly. So you will have definitely have to go to uh, Nadi's site and look at it in yourself for a while because it's very like full of content and very deep. But it shows all Olympic gold medal winners, uh, the summer editions actually, since 1896. So it's a lot of hundreds of gold medals plotted there. And it's split up in different ways. So we have, of course, the year, we have the, uh, the gender of the, uh, uh, of the athletes, we have the disciplines, and you can see basically which, uh, which gold medals went to which, um, different continents in which discipline, in which year. And so you can compare the disciplines against each other in terms of their, let's say, gold medal profile. Is that fair to say? Yes, yes, exactly. It's uh, it's sort of uh, displaying uh, the, the raw data um, in, in a way without aggregating too much while 
virtually no aggregation at all. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it has a lot of detail, but then there's um, annotations around it. There's tooltips, so you can explore all the the underlying data quite well. And yeah, the most interesting points are also pointed out uh, in little uh, text annotations. And the way it's organized is it's five rings. So that's an obvious uh, reference to the Olympic theme, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it goes inside out like year rings, basically. Like in a tree, you could say the oldest Olympic Games are in the center, the, the most recent ones on the outside, and then you have the disciplines in the different angles. Yeah. And then left are the men and right the women or the other way around. So the I can never remember. It's like <laughs> the blue background is men, the yeah, yeah. reddish background is women. <laughs> exactly. And True. Yeah. So that's that's roughly it. So you just have a rough idea of what it is. But as I said, you need to go to the site and play with it yourself. Uh, otherwise, it's it's it will be hard to describe how it looks exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Nadie, um, do you want to tell us why you started this project? What's the story behind it? What was the main impetus? Yeah. Well, the the I guess the the real reason takes it is a bit farther farther away. Um, so a few months ago, the um, information is beautiful wars came out again, saying that you know it's it's happening again. And so I started thinking, well, what what if I created this last year and I came up with maybe one thing? And I was like, how can I? I've only done one project in the in the past year <laughs> I, I love creating projects but i actually when i look back it was all based on tutorials like small examples mm -hmm. or presentations and no projects so i started discussing this with uh with a friend that i met at uh, openvis uh, shirley Wu. she's uh, she's based in uh, san francisco also data visualization designer and, and we ended up actually then uh, uh, doing a 12-month collaboration where each month we pick a topic, both pick the same topic, and then we both create a data visualization around that topic and we give feedback to each other. So we're both each other's critics and helping oh, nice. and, and yeah. such. And so for, uh, so for August, the, uh, the theme is uh, Olympics. Sure. Oh, yeah. So that was really the real reason I had to create a project uh, in August yeah. about the Olympics. So the, the reason uh, is you wanted to win a prize and it was August. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It was just, it's... It was a, a way, this, this 12 months is like a way to, to force yourself to do something, even if yeah. otherwise you might say, nah, it's like, no, no, I have to do something because Shirley's also doing something. So I also have to do something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it, it's always great to hear how some projects start. And uh, I totally understand your, your feeling of having done no visualization during the last 12 months. <laughs> so how yes. did you actually get started? So what were the first steps? Did you, how do you work on a new project? Do you first sketch it or you go into coding directly? How, how did it work? Um, well, I either start from a question that I have, like how, how, why is this or how is that? And I try to find the data. Uh, but here it was more generally. I just try to find what data is out there. Uh, just Googling for Olympics and data. Um, and I found a really interesting data set from The Guardian um, with all of the medal winners until the 2008 Olympics. Um, and I thought that would be really interesting. Such a, such a, a rich data set. I wanted to do something with that. Um, and around that same time, I saw an image of a, a peacock feathers 
And um, I don't know why, but that stuck. I thought, well, <laughs> that feather shape, I, I'm really intrigued by, by that, by how it sort of builds out. So I just started sketching then, yeah, in the, with feathers, so with pointy, pointy tips and thinking out, uh, well, it's sort of like one feather could be uh, one sporting discipline. And then uh, if you go outwards, you get the years. And I thought it would be really interesting that, well, people will remember the la latest Olympics most. So I, we, I thought the idea of having the emphasis more on the, the later sessions uh, was an in interesting idea. So when, when I sort of realized that, I really stuck with this sort of feather shape um, idea, mm -hmm. tried to build that out. And there were some issues in terms of that uh, that I didn't think of when it was still in my head, like uh, some years they have more medals or more events than other years and, uh, um, and things things change like that and that can really affect uh, the feather shape. Uh, but it, by sketching it out a bit more, I finally sort of had something that I think could work once I plucked the data in. Um, so it's really, it's, it's basic sketching and then I dive into coding there's not like really an in-between phase of making it, making a beautiful sketch. Mm -hmm. And the data set, was it in good shape already or did you have to put a lot of work into cleaning and, and processing and analyzing the data? Well, the funny thing is actually, that, so this data set was until 2008 and I found another data set that had 2012 and I added that. Uh, and but in that 2012 data set, which was actually also from the Guardian, there were a lot of missing uh, medals. Uh, many sports were missing when I did my check mm -hmm. to see if the number of events um, matched the number of gold medals I had there, uh, and it didn't. So I then manually really had to go through it 2012 and then figure out, oh well, hockey's missing, oh, some other sports are missing. So then actually also my trust in the other data set, the really big data set <laughs> sort of uh, was, you know, broken. Mm -hmm. um, and I tried to figure out how can I, how can I check this data set to, to get my confidence back into, into the numbers uh, without actually manually going through all of these, these people. So again, for each, I, I actually had the same approach for each of the Olympic editions. I figured out how many uh, events do I have gold medals for, and then I looked it up on Wikipedia to see how many oh, wow. they yeah. said there should be. Mm -hmm. And if there were discrepancies, I, that was a bit of manual search, like uh, where where am I missing one? Uh, and that was also always explained. Either a match lasted more than a day and they just stopped it and gave out two silvers, uh, the things, small things like that. And and one year, all of the horses were in the, in the files well, winning gold medals. So you had like <laughs> Princess Lulu won gold. <laughs> so I took those out. <laughs> They have Why? weird horse names. <laughs> they did win. <laughs> yeah. True, yeah, true. Yeah. Maybe I should just have said the horse, uh, let mm -hmm. the horse names be there, and then take, take the people out. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a it was a bit of uh, data processing, and mm -hmm, also for mm -hmm. the 2016, I could use 2012 as a base, and luckily there was a page that outlined the exact differences between these two Olympics that I could use. Uh, that I could use, but in all in all, actually, I kept times because I never do that. It took me about twelve hours to uh, prepare the data sets. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice! Yeah. And yeah. how does it compare to the time it took to actually create the visualization part? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't know. I think that usually I I would say that like data preparation is like eighty percent and then analysis yeah. twenty, but but visualization I always end up with data preparation twenty percent <laughs> and visualization eighty <laughs> percent because I'm tweaking so tweaking. much and yeah, so yeah. often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just never want to let it go. <laughs> so and um, so what 
did you learn from the from the data and the visualizations? What kind of information can you extract out of it? Is there any surprising facts, any insights? Well, I thought it was uh, um, the first things I was very intrigued about was um, the uh, the fact that sometimes events disappeared, like tennis disappeared for quite some time, and then it reappeared uh-huh. at some point, mm-hmm. and we saw mm-hmm. that with rugby this year. Also, that uh, women weren't allowed to compete in some very like normal sports for very long times. So I thought that was kind of uh, kind of odd as well. And they and then, but it's being. Um, um, it's more equal now. I think only uh, Greek Roman wrestling doesn't have women, whereas um, I think rhythmic gymnastics you can have men, uh, which I would kind of find funny to see men just twirling around with those things. I think I think there would be men that were willing to do that. So why not? Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. So some of the feathers are perfectly symmetric, right? Yeah. So and then you yeah, can see exactly. okay, that's like it has always been diving, for instance, perfect symmetry. And then boxing or something, you know, is like, or many have this where just the last five, six editions, the women came in. And I didn't know that either. Yes. That's insane, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I never knew that. Yeah. And then one thing we found also is that in 1920, they had lots of events in, in shooting and archery and, and sailing. And um, you can see that in the in the 1920 ring. Um, but that means that this, the, 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 the year with the most number of events defines the angle that the feather gets. So then you get a lot of sort of this uh, uh-huh. white space around the medals, mainly because of the 1920 edition, <laughs> which I found very frustrating. I was thinking about, is there one way that I can sort of delete 1920s, only look at the last 100 years? Oh, no, that still includes <laughs> 1920s. But, but in the end, I just, I just left it in because it's, it was true to the data, I guess. This is a good time to take a little break and talk about our sponsor for this week. This episode of Data Stories is sponsored by FreshBooks. So it all starts with invoicing, but actually FreshBooks has many features to help keep you organized and streamline the business side of being a freelancer. FreshBooks makes keeping track of your expenses extremely easy. You no longer need boxes full of receipts. And they also have a very nice mobile app. The app lets you take pictures of your receipts and FreshBooks organizes them for later. It can create expense reports for you and also makes claiming expenses at tax time a breeze. All the little details about cash flow are kept in one place, so FreshBooks knows exactly what invoices you sent, when you send them, who's paid you and who owes you what. FreshBooks will also handle your time tracking, so when it comes time to create that invoice, you'll know what you did and when you did it. The most important thing for everyone listening is that getting started on FreshBooks is extremely simple, even if you're not a number person. Actually, especially if you're not a numbers person. To claim your free month of FreshBooks, go to freshbooks.com slash datastories, where you can sign up for free and without the use of a credit card. Please remember to enter data stories in the section titled I heard about FreshBooks from at sign up. And now back to the show. You mentioned a bit already. So you start sketching, then you go into code and and then you basically tweak your way to the end result. Is, is that basically how your design process goes? Or can you remember which steps this one took? Did you... Did you know already you want to do the five rings, for instance, or is that something that emerged later? 
Uh, no, it, it already started out with five rings, and that was only because I actually wanted to have it in one ring. But when I was, um, I then uh, calculated how many degrees I would need. So I thought, well, um, each each discipline or sport has a maximum number of events they once had. And so I was counting all of these things for all of these uh, disciplines. And then I thought, well, that means that each medal would have to be smaller than one degree if I fit it into one ring. Um, so I knew that that wouldn't work. And then I thought, well, five is the logical next step. And five, it, it gave a nice number of uh, like arc degrees that one medal would get. So I already started out with five. And well, the first thing I, I did was really just getting these um, um, one feather correct, I guess. So if you, in, in, but then in a code-wise way, if you get one feather correct, the rest follows because it, it's based on the same idea. So I had to um, figure out first I create a, a feather, so a group for athletics, for example. And then I create groups within that for the additions. Then there's a group to the left for women, a group to the right for men. And then finally, we have the separate separate medals. So it's really a, a very nested structure in there. Um, and it was really about getting those, um, uh, getting those groups in the right rotation and then uh, placing the medals in the right place. And that actually went fairly quickly. I, I think I had the um, sort of the groups there and the medals in the right location within an hour or three or something. Uh, but then it didn't look very nice yet. So it still needed a lot of tweaking and extra additions and such. But um, the, the, the abstract base was there pretty quickly. And that's sort of where my sketch also ended, just having these these medals there. Um, and then it's really about, yeah, start starting to tweak with the code. So adding uh, adding legends or adding uh, the timelines, adding interactions or these, this background color for women or men. That was um, also something that wasn't there at the start. And actually all the way at the start, they were still feather shaped. So now they're truly circles, um, but I used to have them with tips at the end so that they would look more like feathers. And I was playing around with these um, SVG pads and cubic brazier curves and figuring out how to create these tips dynamically. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I showed it to a friend and he said, lose the tips. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to t I had to swallow and, yeah. and think about it an hour, but I lost the tips. <laughs> but, but that's why it's called so, Olympic feathers still. Yeah, I wouldn't think <laughs> of feathers, right? So it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it looks like maybe overall like medals or some, yeah, some tree ring yeah. structure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it makes yeah. sense yeah, now right. that maybe you say I it. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. <laughs> so one thing that I really like is the that you have this web page on on GitHub that shows the progression of your designs. That's that's amazing. I really really like that. So we will link that <laughs> on the on the show notes. I suggest all listeners to take a look. It's a, it's a really cool progression of of ideas, and you can see the rings transform from their initial feathers to the to the final whole page. So how did you actually decide on the on the final format? Did you see that as a blog post as a poster as what kind of medium did you have in mind from the did you have one from in mind from the very beginning or uh, the medium itself evolved over time how, how how did it go well at the start i thought it might work nicely as uh, as a poster yeah but when i started building it and when i sort of wanted to investigate uh, the, the data and the things that i saw uh, emerging from the visual i thought i really wanted to have interactivity uh, so I want to hover over a medal and then see who that was or, or which event that was. 
Um, and that sort of made, yeah, well, the poster wasn't, the static part wasn't possible anymore. So that is what turned it into uh, a web page, but just a, not really a blog post, but really like a standalone thing because the, the, the circles should have as much room as possible um, on the screen, I thought. Otherwise, they would be really be too small. Um, so that's actually how that turned out to be just its own standalone website. And from a technical point of view, like how did you how did you, did you implement it? Did you write it all yourself? Did you get some help? Is it uh, yeah? What, what, what's your tech approach? Um, I wrote it all myself. Although I'm sure I have many Stack Overflow people to thank for uh, helping me along <laughs> the way. We all do. We Who all does? Do. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. Um, I did ask that um, that designer friend for some some input along the way to uh, to say what he thought about it, and then he would sometimes share a suggestion how he would uh, how we put it together. Um, so it really is, uh, it's just HTML with, uh, with D3 used, uh, to visualize it. And then, um, uh, but in, in, in essence, it's actually a fairly simple, uh, site, which, yeah, it's no extra things added except for D3. Uh, let me see. No. Yeah. That was it really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Simple and lean. No, that, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, and uh, I guess everything is available in your GitHub page, right? So if listeners want to take a look, they can go there, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all in GitHub. So also the code is all in GitHub. I, I always share everything I make because I get the the best um, things back, like how to improve stuff. So it's I'm all pro-sharing. Yeah, that's great. So let's say that some of our listeners want to do a similar project. Are there any lessons learned that you lessons that you learned during the process that you can share with our listeners? Um, well, in, uh, I guess from the start, in a data kind of way, is that even from such respectable websites or places like uh, the Guardian, you should always find a way to make sure that your data checks out. That mm -hmm. like uh, aggregated numbers coincide, and if they don't, that you understand why. Um, because otherwise, you can have sort of a false security because the data set is so large that it's difficult to uh, it's difficult to test. Even if you just manually try out a few and see if they're correct, it's difficult to see if things are missing. It's not di yeah. less difficult than to see if things are incorrect. Mm -hmm. And especially the missing part, I think, uh, was a, a learning for me here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, about And then I think what I also did here was that I structured the data set into a JSON beforehand with lots of things pre-calculated. So the angle of rotation was pre-calculated based oh, on the okay. metals mm -hmm. and what came mm -hmm. before, mm -hmm. because I find that I, I work in R for my data preparation and I find that so much easier to do um, in there instead of JavaScript. So in JavaScript, it's really just reading out the right properties and then, oh, rotation. Well, I'll pick the rotation offset property that I already have in the mm -hmm. data set. So that mm -hmm. made it much easier to set up these, um, these well, the, the basic shapes pretty, pretty fast. And that makes much cleaner code if you separate the preparation and then just the visual mapping, if you have that in two parts, even yeah. if it's both JavaScript, mm -hmm. if you have two separate parts, makes much cleaner code. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, I was starting out in JavaScript at first and I thought, right. well, no, this is this is just getting way too complicated. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I can do that much easier. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess in the, uh, the visual design, um, uh, well, 
just asking friends for feedback, I guess. Well, that, I guess most <laughs> people do that, but this was really a project on my own. And you can sometimes really get stuck in certain ideas and then somebody who hasn't seen it can, well, it's, it's not really a, a new thing, but they can have like a new, fresh look and say, well, that doesn't work. Or what about this? That you just weren't thinking about anymore because you've have, you've already spent hours and hours looking at the same thing. Yeah. Great tips, really. I can totally, I totally agree. Um, so you put it out on the web, and then um, what happened afterwards? Like, how was it received? Did a lot of people like take notice? Did you get any comments back? I also saw um, you had a lot of like you made good use of Twitter in promoting it by like publishing individual stories uh, during the games with little screenshots and gifs and so on. So can you tell us a bit like what happened after after the launch? Yeah, so it was received really well, actually. I, I would say that I've only had one thing ever that I created that was received even better. So this one is really like the top, this, this number two in that, in the social media sense. Um, although I don't know how that compares to general, but for me personally, it was uh, well received. Uh, and I, yeah, I try to um, market it a bit more, I guess, because I every day I was updating 2016 data set because every day we had like 20 new medals. Um, and when I was doing that, I would find these new interesting things like, well, because I'm from the Netherlands, when we finally won a gold medal in gymnastics, I was like, oh, when did we ever win a medal before? Oh, that was in <laughs> 1920. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so I just I just made a snippet of that and shared that. So it was also a way um, to just share more interesting stories that with the things that you were able to find from the visual. Um, but didn't do it every day, just like every other day or so of in the, for the last week of the Olympics. Yeah. Um, and people, they were really positive. I thought because it would, was a circular chart, I would get a lot of like, um, division, like people either liking it or <laughs> hating it because it was don't do circular. That. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do something uh, around. So <laughs> yes. I mean, they are in fact, sort of donut charts morphed into radial bar stacked bar charts yeah, yeah. Uh, but I only got one tweet that said oh wait you can't read this because it's uh, it's a donut so that, that bis, was good like, I have to admit it was my first reaction was also oh was that necessary do we need to make that round <laughs> but then I looked into it I think it makes sense you know I think it totally works but I have I have to admit my first, <laughs> first reaction was exactly this like, yeah we're so trained to that right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always yeah. have to Because I love circular things and I have to really have to hold myself back sometimes to not turn everything into a circle. Yeah. Ah, the circle people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the circle people, I see. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's fascinating. And I think it's all these little stories, they really make the piece and all the little annotations. And it's once again, one of these things that become the more fascinating the more you look at it so just yesterday yeah. i read an article and somebody was thinking about how unfair it actually is that there's only like a couple of gold medals for sprint but like in swimming you have like a hundred different disciplines yes. and swimming styles and lengths so michael phelps has it much easier than usain bolt you yes. know in terms of but still they're being <laughs> measured against each other in terms of gold medals but Michael yeah. Phelps has much more chances to win gold medals and that's really unfair. And then you start to think about, wow, yeah, that's like, maybe swimming is totally overrepresented in all these statistics because, you know, it's, it seems much more important than the other things. And so true. And all these, these really interesting questions that are tied to this data set. Yeah. And what are you actually counting and, and so on. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I thought exactly the same thing when I was building this up. Also because somebody like Simone Biles, she's so amazing, and she won like except for that one that went to the Dutch, all the gold medals uh, in the gymnastics, and she could have won way more if there were more um, things to medals in that area. I think, and yeah. yeah, so I was thinking exactly the same thing when when I saw that. Uh-huh. And it seems so easy, like, yeah, we're counting the medals, and it seems so straightforward and, and straight, but yeah, and then you look at it in detail, and you're like, ah, oh, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Very nice, great project. I think it's a great example of, yeah, how interesting things can happen if you just have a good visual idea and, and, and like a deep data set and you really go all the way with it. And um, I, as I said, I love the annotations of the whole presentation and yeah, make sure to check it out. We'll put the links in the um, show notes. And yeah, thanks so much, Nadi, for coming on the show. Uh, it's fascinating to to follow your work and thank you. I hope you win a prize with it. That's, that's why. <laughs> well, I didn't make it for that. It was it was the the, the, the awards that reminded me that I hadn't created any, yeah, anything. Yeah, now you have to hand it in. <laughs> now you have to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks so much thanks so much thank Nadine. you for having me yeah bye-bye <laughs> thank you bye, bye hey guys thanks for listening to data stories again before you leave we have a request if you can spend a couple of minutes reading us on itunes that would be extremely helpful for the show And here's also some information on the many ways you can get news directly from us. We're, of course, on Twitter at twitter.com slash datastories. We have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash datastoriespodcast, all in one word. And we also have an email newsletter. So if you want to get news directly into your inbox and be notified whenever we publish an episode, you can go to our homepage datastory.es. And look for the link that you find on the bottom in the footer. So one last thing that we want to tell you is that we love to get in touch with our listeners, especially if you want to suggest a way to improve the show or amazing people you want us to invite or even projects you want to us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So don't hesitate to get in touch with us. It's always a great thing for us. And that's all for now. See you next time. And thanks for listening to Data Stories. This episode of Data Stories is sponsored by FreshBooks, the small business accounting software that makes accounting tasks easy, fast, and secure. FreshBooks is offering a month of free unrestricted use to all of our listeners. To claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com slash datastories, where you can sign up for free and without a credit card. Remember to enter Data Stories in the section titled I heard about FreshBooks from at sign up. Once again, go to freshbooks.com slash datastories to claim your free month.